than most. Better than most. Critical takeoff. He falls into the pit. He's going to get spat out. Please make welcome the Ball and All podcast, James Tiger Woods, Beric Eckerbarts, and the king of speaking in the third person, Steve Condor Condo Condon. Okay, Monday's experts, we're in the shed for episode three and... Uh, Fucking just blew my ears out. Sorry, Barnsy. <laughs> welcome, welcome. But uh, much to probably Barnsy and Condos delight, Woody's not here. But we've got a uh, straight off the bench, Ben Sattler. Welcome. Thanks, boys. Sats Thanks for having me. Yeah, like a legend. Man. Good to have you, mate. Woody's not here, and half the town uh, is on the same bus. So where are they, mate? Default, where are they? I think at the moment they're probably. God, who knows? But they're on their way to River Stage, I think. No, I just Brisbane? got a video. They're there. Are oh, they there? Yeah, oh, they're, they're there. It okay. started, the actual uh, Fisher plays at seven. I don't know who the uh, guy is after Fisher or before Fisher, but apparently he's a he's great DJ. Too. Yeah, so. Um, Woody apparently Woody is ringing is right in. Now. I, w- I wonder, is he uh, in, his, he's in the land of He'll be in his element. I think um, Pidge is there, one of the other local lunatics. So, look, for those who don't know, Paul Fisher is, um, he and Woody are, Pretty close to best mates. I think they were in each other's bridal parties, weren't they? So yep. um, they're going up to his concert at the River Stage and it will be a loose night. He may call in. We don't know. If we do He's get a phone call halfway in this podcast, he said he condo, might call I'm in. calling in. So <laughs> we'll I'll see. What, we may need to check in on a few of those boys tomorrow. I think there'll be a few, few welfare checks. <laughs> it's pretty hard to check in on them if they don't get back. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. Uh, anyway, so it's it's good to be here. Um, another version of Monday's experts. There's plenty going on in uh, in well domestic and world sport. Plenty of World Cups. Um, let's start. We'll uh, crank it up around the ground. So the T Twenty, um, the Aussies gone. Yeah, gone. Um, England too good last night. That that it did go down. It got a little bit tight at the end, but they were always in control of the game. They bat so deep, England. So they, they'll be a. I'll be tough to beat in the semis. But, yeah, I think it just goes back to us. The, uh, the first game hurt us against New Zealand. But last night, even against Afghanistan, we weren't convincing. Like, we could have put them to bed there. You know, they were shot at yep. sort of around that 70 or 80 runs. And yep. we just couldn't finish them. And, and Rashid Khan, I'll say this, he is one of the most entertaining people yep. in world cricket. Wherever he goes, he draws a crowd, mate. He, he plays IPL? Yeah, huge over in the IPL. He played in the team that won it, the Gujarat Titans. Um, and Josh Butler was captain of the other team that he played in the final. So that, he's a rock star, mate. And I think for what he's done for Afghanistan sport, mm. he's put them on the map on the global stage. And now, now they've got a team that is legitimately competitive. You've got to think, they didn't play any sort of international sport. I think in 2010, they were in the Cricket World Cup. Yep. So it's phenomenal. Did you see his attempted uh, catch, Barnsley, where it went for six? He's caught it over the boundary and, and gone to throw it back in. It hits his left foot, I think, and goes for six. But it was just unbelievable, freakish effort. It was, yeah. uh, it, it was insane. What, do you, what did we lose by that first game? Did we get flogged by the, the 80, Kiwis? His 80-odd runs. That was, that was the issue. I, I think it? you're talking about Michael Clark before we got on and about the prior planning and preparation. You would have thought that they would have said, okay, boys, we're five or six down here. Don't fucking go the tonk. Just get through the overs and get as many runs as I can because those 80 runs, just yep. they cost us. Yeah, I don't reckon their preparation was good at all. And I think their selections – I said it before a, a ball was bowled. I think their selections were shit. And also, um, I don't know, maybe I'm not a good judge, but I reckon the new coach is a politician. 
In yeah. what in what way? Just don't know. He just seems he just yeah. I'd much much prefer to listen to someone who's happy to have robust conversations, even in the press, like a Wayne Bennett or Justin Langer. Call it for what it is. He just every time I've listened to him since this World Cup started, it just he's you know, oh we were close, we were this, yeah, we're just that. Dances like, yeah, it. a bit. Yeah. Yep. So I, I you know I think jury it's too early. Jury's out. Yep. But my early call is uh, yeah. I don't know. I think they might struggle under him. Yeah, well, if it wasn't for Maxwell the other night who batted well, we, yeah. we were in all sorts. So Maxwell's our man, mate. He just um, – I know people are critical of him at times, but as a fielder, as a batsman, bowler when he needs to, he brings it for us. And I'll tell you what else I've learned during this T20 World Cup is that leg spin bowling wins you games. Yeah. Yep. Adam Zampa, brilliant. Hasaranga from Sri Lanka. Rashid Khan. Um, there, you look at the top ten bowlers in the world. Rashid Khan's one, Hasaranga's two, um, like Hazelwood's maybe three, but it, it, pretty much the top ten are mostly leggies. So it just shows that T Twenty cricket's brought back the art of spin bowling. Question is, um, Adam Zampa is he? Does he pretty much only play T Twenty these days? He seems to because the like specials. they go with Mitchell uh, Schwepson in the Test matches, mm. which is surprising. Like I. I Adam Zampa bowls pretty good areas. He's he's not as quick as Rashid Khan, but he, he hits the spot. And he was instrumental in getting us, you know, sort of Big curtailing time. their yep. innings against Afghanistan the other night. So um, I think he lives just up at Bangalore too. It'd he be does. great to get on the potty. Yeah, no, uh, we have a connection there for a Yuli, so it's just a matter of tying him down because he's uh, he's just never here. Yeah. Um, the rugby this morning. Oh, jeez, that was hard to take. Did you watch it or were you on the beach, Sati? I was on the beach. I watched the highlights of the end, me and uh, Chervo. We uh, caught the end of it. Just, um, I think that ill-discipline, um, that we're obviously in it the whole way. A, mu- a few amazing tries. Um, yeah. Lots of points scored. Uh, I just, I, I think that some of those crucial plays, you're obviously looking for those big-name players and you just kind of look around there and some of the, those, those players and you're like, who's going who's gonna to win this for us? And I think that's where the Wallabies struggle. Yeah, in some in you know in those big in those big moments. So, um, but mate, amazing amazing effort down by point was it twenty nine thirty? Yeah, 30? thirty to twenty nine. Look, I we did a lot right this game. Uh, yeah. So much to be proud of. Like I couldn't I couldn't be more proud of the boys in terms of the effort areas. The discipline was huge. Finally, we didn't get a bloke carded. You know, yeah. like that's a they go a long way to winning a game when you don't have blokes in the bin. We finally did that. Jock Campbell first starting game, outstanding at fullback, and was involved um, with Lalakai Fakedi's try, which is probably they called it the try from the end of the earth. I reckon it's pretty close. It was one of the greats. If you haven't seen it, go get on onto YouTube it, yeah. and uh, and Google that one from the first half. A cracker. But yeah, you're right, Sats. The last five minutes, we had them up. We were up, uh, leading by um, four. So yeah, we um, they needed to score, and we just didn't manage our exits and a few key areas. And uh, France were good enough. Yep. You know, they found a way in front of eighty thousand people where the World Cup will be played next year. So is that a close stadium, Bunty? No, it's not. No, it's um, it's open. I've played there a few times. Oh, Jesus, cold with snow all around it. But uh, yeah, great stadium. That'll be where the World Cup final will be in, held next year. It's in Paris. Yeah, yeah. Well, sort of out. Oh, it's on the outskirts of town, a bit like a home bush. You got to drive a bit of a way to get to it. Yeah. Okay. I know you and I have had this conversation, Barnsley, but you, you kind of in that in that environment when you're in the sheds before a game, you're looking around and you're going, right, who's going to win this for us? Uh, who, who you know who who's going to come up with those big plays? To me, it just seems like we just don't have that player who's just going to light it on fire and he's just going to win you a game from nothing. And in there, that lies the issue in that everyone's kind of going, 
how are we going to win this? I yep. just do, do you think that um, I suppose is that where we kind of lack just that little bit that 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 slight X factor across the park where you know someone's just c- can't win a game from from scratch? Yeah, I think so. I think it's a really good point, mate. You look at it. I think it was really well coached today. I, you got to look at our team and you go, well, we don't have Samu. Mm. Marika didn't play. Mm. No Quaid. Okay, so the guys in your in your squad where you're looking for that bit of extra, we don't have it. So we've got to find a way to grind teams down and get over them in tight matches. Well, good enough against Scotland last week in a close one. We pushed the number two team in the world who've been brilliant all year right to the wire this morning. The big thing for us this weekend is to not have a dip and find a way against Italy, who were good this morning against Fiji, and find a way to knock them off. I think... Uh, I, you're right, mate. We don't have that X factor, so we've got to find other avenues to do it, and that's through grinding teams down, unfortunately. What we, I don't know where we find it, whether we go and raid rugby league or we just get better at our recruitment and targeting players who we can find, but hard to do, mate, when most of GPS rugby now is filled with league recruits. Woody. Oh, shit. Here we Hang go. On. We're on. Woody's on. He's calling in. Okay, James, how are you? No much to report. So, so, oh. so, so, so hang on, James. So just take us back. You've been on the bus. There's been a few snake scares when you went for a piss. Is that correct? No, no. I didn't go on the bus. Me and Renee drove up because we're staying here for a few nights. And we just checked into the hotel in Brizzy. Oh, and it, okay. was, it was only a 2 o'clock check-in. Okay. Right. Well, we don't so I've been, in the, I've been in the hotel bar for about an hour, having a few margaritas. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we just got in our room. We're just about to get an Uber over to the thing. So what's the highlight? What, what time is Fisher on stage? Fisher's on at, uh, I think, about 6.55, yeah. and he's playing for two hours till 9.55. He's playing for two but hours. But right now, Penau's about to start, so we need to get there soon, which is a, will be yeah, a good step. Yeah, Penau's big, aren't they, Woody? That's that one, they do that one with Elton John, don't they? Cold Heart? Yeah, yeah, Cracking they do. Yeah, he's out of uh, Penau, he's in Empire of the Sun, the same guy. Okay. So, Woody, is there any? Have you got any inkling of what it's going to be like to wake up, wake up tomorrow morning? Can you sort of describe what you're going to be feeling? Well, there's about uh, eighty of us in like the nicest hotel in Brisbane, <laughs> and the staff seem horrified. <laughs> We've all been in a lobby bar for the last hour, and. I don't think they want us here already. Woody, is it? Because we've got a we've got a, we've got a big lunch tomorrow for Fisher's birthday, and it's going to be a proper barn burner. <laughs> is it? Is is Condo correct in making the uh, assessment that you won't be back by Friday to do the captain's run? I'll be speaking Chinese till Wednesday. <laughs> I'll probably um, just be out. I'll probably just stop speaking Mandarin. Mate, love your work. Have a fucking ripping night, mate. Enjoy it. Videos to come. Oh, can you line <laughs> yeah, up Fisher you? for that podcast too? You've only, Will do. You've only, got, you've only got one job, but Woody. All right. See you, boss. See you, mate. See you, Woody. <laughs> All right, Woody. Oh, Jesus. It's a big night there. And what what hotel was it? Was it the Intercontinental? Oh, was no, it I think they're staying at the, the Carlisle. The Carlisle. Yeah. Oh, God. The Carlisle. Yeah. The Carlisle. They will fucking hate those blokes. They will <laughs> hate those blokes. <laughs> <laughs> so we've moved Sorry. off rugby. Just, uh, no, just quickly, that Women's Rugby World Cup. Mate. Unbelievable games. England, what's that, 30 wins in a row now. But Canada pushed them to the wire. And New Zealand. was it? Yeah, and New Zealand found a way 25-24 over um, France. So France have beaten them the last four times. So it's going to be a big final. I reckon they'll get close to a full house at Eden Park for this one. So New Zealand, England, 
I didn't realise that uh, Canada were good in the women's game. Really good. Canada and the US. Yeah. US are probably number five in the world too. So, no, Canada are red hot. Rugby League World Cup um, kicked off this morning again. Uh, some Well, actually, over the weekend, some big games. Uh, we head into the semifinals next week. Uh, the Aussies, good performance, beat Leb- Lebanon pretty easily. Um, some standouts there, Sati. Yeah, I think uh, Josh Adokar was just outstanding on the wing. Four yeah, tries, Four mate. tries, yep. Just what, was uh, Freddie, they, what was Freddie thinking? Mate, I don't, look, I think that's what has uh, given him just uh, a little bit of extra, you know, uh, but uh, he, he's on he's on a tear, and and they weren't easy tries either. They were really good tries. I still can't wrap my head around the the numbers. Oh, just, it's a, it's just Munster playing five eight wearing number seven. Yeah, yeah just, just it's one of the great like balls up. It oh, it is a fuck yeah. up. The other thing I've, I I learnt watching that game was how good Harry Grant is. Freak. Now I don't. I'm trying to think of a hooker who is more creative than him in the last sort of 10, 20 years. That's a big call. I know, but in terms of his ball-playing ability and how quick he is out of dummy half, like, you've had quick hookers like Damian Cook, okay, but doesn't have the pass skill. You've had guys like Cam Smith who manage a game better than anyone else in the tempo. I'm kind of thinking like a Danny Badiris type yep. mm. where he's just so skillful. You know, the, you know, I reckon the thing with him too is I think defensively he's really hard to pick. Like, yeah. if, you're, if you're a coach assessing, um, you know, how to, how to mark up against him, he's really hard to pick. He's very deceptive. Where do you think we'll, we'll have him, Grant, in terms of hookers at the end of his career? Like, is he is he a better player than some of those oh, great? It's just down to injuries, just, isn't it? I think so. He, yeah. he seems to carry a bit too yeah. in his in his shoulders and knees, just because he plays that type of footy too. He's in and everything, and it's hard to know. Look, Robbie Farrow was a really skillful hooker too, so he's kind of in that sort of vein. But Harry Grant plays more physically than Robbie, so um, yeah, it's hard to pick that. So I'm not too sure with that. I tell you one thing, Condo. Just going back to last week though, change the topic. Um, it came out during the week. We we sort of shit can Cherry Evans and how he'd react to being not in the team or dropped. Is this you defending another Queenslander again? No, I just it, I think it came out during the week. Cherry Evans did it with a lot of class. They reckon as soon as it was announced, he went straight up to Cleary. Anything you need, mate, I'll do it. And and you could see the re, the the respect was reciprocated between them. Cleary spoke glowingly, and even though Cherry Evans was obviously frustrated, he, so the he transition's been smooth. I think the transition's been smooth now. A bit like Magic Johnson and Jordan, the uh, baton's been passed, and I think now it's clarified that Cleary is the man to lead us. I was just going to ask you that. Do you think Cherry Evans has a chance of getting back in, or that's it? He's done. Definitely as a fourteen. Fourteen. And if Ch- and if Cleary were to get injured, but I think now we've got to look at it. The future's now. It's Nathan Cleary's to to lose or to give up if injury or something happens. His passport stamped, as far as Condo is concerned, and Ben <laughs> Ben Hunt comes onto the bench. Ben Hunt fourteen. Well, that's what I'd have. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Cherry Evans does the same thing as Ben Hunt. So I honestly six to one half doesn't. And I reckon uh, Peter Volandis has got to make a captain's call. And he's got to call Mal tonight and say, sort the numbers out. Let's get a new set of jumpers with <laughs> 1 to 17. Please, please. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not a good watch. Um, so Australia play New Zealand. Yeah. Uh, you, Sats, you were saying they only just got it done against Fiji. They did. Yeah. That was a good oh, game. Fiji took it to the wire. It was, it was uh, a really good performance from those guys. Yeah. I think New Zealand looked a bit clunky, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I watched, didn't watch the whole game, but the highlights um, – Kevin Naguama for the Fiji's mm. right centre. Mate, he was on fire. A few little darts down the blind side. Hit some beautiful holes. So, um, yeah, that was uh, it was interesting. But, um, look, I think we'll get the job done against New Zealand based on what I've seen. I think uh, we'll, we'll, we'll uh, do them. 
going well. Well, uh, I had a look at the uh, the odds. Uh, the Aussies are odds on, paying a dollar twenty against New Zealand, which I thought was really short. What would you offer Sats Bet, you know, with your yeah. fledgling gambling organisation? How much start would you get in New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't pay out the winnings, but if I, if I did have some dough, 1 to 12, uh, I'm going to give the uh, Aussies uh, $1.80. $1.80. Yeah, $1.80. And, for ha- the Aussies. and if we want to go even money, how much start? 13 the, plus. <laughs> how, much, how much start do the Kiwis get? Kiwis for $1.80? Uh, 6.5. Six dollars five. Yeah, no, 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 six and a half points. Yeah. Oh right, yeah, six you and can half tell Barnsley's a bit. I don't, I don't yeah, gamble on anything. Points. So, yeah. Yeah. love your sports bet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Who, who's sponsoring this week? <laughs> don't know. Love the cruisers, Barnsley. Um, <laughs> someone that uh, you probably wished that you knocked out earlier on in his career got knocked out. Sonny Bill, Mark Hunt. Yeah. Well, are we really surprised? I was. I wasn't. I actually thought... Oh, he's I, in good, Sonny's in good shape and he can yeah, box. Yeah, no doubt about it. But Mark Hunt, he's, he's been he's a, a weapon in K1 boxing. Pretty much anything he's done. I know he's, I know he's old and this was kind of his last fight. But Mark, that's his job. Mark Hunt's been knocking people out his whole life. Like, why do we... And Sonny's had a cruisy boxing career. Let's yeah. put it this way. Like, there's a few fights there where you went... Come on, he, he has, he's legitimate. He's one of the best athletes, I think, in any sport, cross-code. He's unbelievable. But I wasn't surprised by this. Well, you're right, mate. I, I wasn't as surprised. But, um, yeah, do you reckon that's it for Sonny Bill? Has he done? Oh, it'd have to be, wouldn't it? I don't think he ever loved boxing, mate. I think he was doing it because of Coda and the money and yeah. just, you know, because it was a huge payday. When obviously him and Chuck Mundine and all that were really tight in that stable there, so yeah. it made sense, but... I, I don't think Sonny's ever been that way inclined. I, I just think he's, yeah, mate, find another avenue. And he's obviously getting better at his commentary now. He's doing that more. <laughs> mate, he's got to, his commentary's out of control. <laughs> so, so, sorry, can you just repeat what you said, Barnsley? Oh, I was trying to be nice. I, he's not getting better. He's a fucking shit commentator. Get him off, whatever he's on. He's t- he's a sportsman. He's he's not a good Well, player. I ho- I hope that's the end for him. No, no one needs to. You don't need to go and you don't play boxing, mate. It's a game for people who really need to do boxing. And does he need to? No, he doesn't. Homework this week. What are we diving into? Well, Kondo, I think it's time for you as the numbers guru, Wolf of Wall Street, all those like uh, (laughs) things that you are. I don't think Barnsley knows what he's talking about (laughs) in sats. But no, I want you to take a deep dive into the world of the numbers of sports. Okay, so we'll do that on on the, the captain's run. So uh, usually we get to uh, first-time caller, uh, sorry, long-time listener, first-time caller, but Sats, we're going to throw it over to you when we're just going to open up. You, you ask whatever questions you want today oh, gosh. As, I, as a guest. Well, I, I asked the one the other week, uh, which you blokes did a very uh, good job of uh, answering, so thank you for that. Uh, question for me this week was um, clutch moments in sports, clutch moments Ooh. in Australian sport. Okay. Yeah, so there's obviously been a few. and um, What's the one that stands out for you? Well, Cricket World Cup, 1999, uh, at Headingley. Oh, I remember this vividly, Steve Waugh. Yeah, so Australia versus South Africa. Herschel Gibbs drops Steve Waugh and he goes on to score a famous So he was on about 20 at the time, at the wasn't time. he? And was he, he cover or point when he dropped it, I think? Yeah, around that. And he went to um, he went to kind of throw it up, didn't he? And then fumbled it. He caught it. Weird. And he used to throw it up real quick, Herschel yes, Gibbs. he did. And people used to always say, don't walk until he's actually caught that damn ball. And he ended up just muffing it. Jeez, he could feel. 
Oh, one of the greatest of all yeah. time. You'd rank him probably second to Jonty Rhodes Jaunty. or Andrew Simons, those, those sort of names, but huge drop. But clutch from Steve Waugh to go on. And the other thing too was making it happen with Lance Klusner. You ever watch the highlights of that? How South Africa lost that game yeah. just blows my mind. Well, so to, to rub salt into the wounds, uh, Steve Waugh allegedly says to Herschel Gibbs, you've just dropped the World Cup. Yeah, walked over him <laughs> at walked the end of the over. So my question is, uh, what are your clutch moments in Australian sport? Oh, jeez. Rightio. Connor, uh, you got one off the top of your head? Yeah, I've got one that stands out for me in the last decade, and I'd have to say uh, Cowboys' first win, um, JT, under the pump, hits the upright, then comes back in extra time, kicks a field goal, wins, wins it. That was a great moment. Same. That was a great try, I mean, try if, too. I, if I dial it back further than that, I'd say Joey going down the blind side, back into Darren Albert, they beat Manly. Yeah. That'd be another one. Yep. Um, if I dialed it probably a little bit forward of that, um, Sattler's tackle. For that was a good moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. yeah. See, this year they compared uh, – who, who was the, the, the tackle in yeah. this year's grand final? Uh, but it was, no, it wasn't close. It was, um, <laughs> no, it wasn't close. <laughs> what was his name, the fullback? Dylan Edwards. Yeah, Dylan, Dylan Edwards. Edwards I love him. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he just – he that was one of the great – it was like a Gary Jack type tackle. It was just timing perfection around the legs. What's your, what's your response? Oh, top of my head, you know what? I'm going to go a bit left field again. But I'm going to go – uh, Huey Bowman on Winks. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> Surely you didn't expect that, Sats. Mate, can I give you give you the <laughs> listeners a tip? The Winks highlight reel of, of <laughs> its wins is just it might give you goosebumps. Can it's, you, it's it's insane. Put yourself right. You're thinking okay, I know it's horse and man, so everyone talks about Winks, but put yourself in Huey Bowman's shoes. You're sitting on the world record and you know you've got to keep this thing going and everyone wants you to. It doesn't matter if you're sick, you've had a shit ride during the day, none of that stuff, like, that can't matter. You've got to focus so hard mm. on getting the jump, putting himself in the right position, finding a way, and the whole world is expecting you to win. That was clutch. That was clutch. You know, um, I listened to an interview uh, about, maybe it was just before this uh, Melbourne Carnival, Kenny Callender, and he was asked the question, what is the best horse that you have seen as a commentator? And Winks was his answer, and he and he rattled off all the it's huge. Yep, Condo, I loved yours as a as a night's uh, tragic the ninety seven grand final. Oh. Is that is that yours? That'd be mine. Oh, like, seriously, <laughs> like Joey snaps a field goal, charge down seventy eighth minute. Albie stay alive on the blind side, scoops it up back inside of Darren Albert. Oh, and could you call <laughs> it well, Sats? <laughs> where, where were you when yeah, where Joey? Were you? Well, when he was skateboarding down the main street. Oh well, I was. Oh, when it was mate, better I than was, Lego. Uh, where, where was I? I was thirteen, <laughs> so I was probably at home asleep. But uh, mate, that is one of the iconic images, isn't it, Joey down the down the main street of King Street, Newcastle? Good. They're making them on budgie smugglers now. A good mate of ours, Nicky Chervin, has got them on a pair of budgies. They're outstanding. Outstanding. So Satsy, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose a question. Being a long time night supporter, you've got thirty seconds. What would you tweak at the Knights for this year, if you could? Oh, mate, I, I've, mate, it's a tough one, but I just think it all comes back to the leadership in that in that group. Um, you know, if we think our our marquee player as as you know, Caelan Ponga is our standard setter. He's, is he, is he your is he your standard setter? No, well, look, that's what you would expect out of a bloke on a million bucks a year, but. I just don't think he is. It'll be really interesting to talk to Barnsley. Mate, I think they need to get some leadership in there um, quickly. And where do you, you know, where do you get that from? Um, a halfback would be good. <laughs> like Guys, a, where do you get this stuff from? Exactly. It's too late. So what it's you've got to focus late. on and what I'll be trying to focus on is the players you've what got you've there. Got. 
what you've got, milking as much as you can out of them in terms of helping them find their best of their ability. And as coaches, you can't do more than that unless you can find ways to rejig your roster, and it's so hard to do now in the current Okay, game. so next question. Yep. The, the, the noise is that they're trying to rejig it and move Clemmer and Frizzell on. Would yep. you move them on? Yeah, well, what's Clemmer on? Is he 850? Yeah. It's something ridiculous. Yep. I think... Look, I think Frizzell's a toiler, but look, unless you're going to replace those blokes, I would. I don't think the game is now set for a Clemmer style body. Yeah. I think that you know it, it's it's quicker, it's sped up. I'd definitely be moving him on if he's eight fifty. Can you please, mate, just have a chat to Kalen when you're down there and say, for fuck's sake, don't have game on, game off. Just fucking get your hands on the ball and rip in, and just fucking every single week play to your ability. Mate, I tell you, and I'm, you watch the first set. If he gets his hands on the ball, you're we're away. If he's disinterested, he hangs back. You don't see him a set or two, and you think we're in for a long day. So, anyway, that's what I'd, I and I, and just quickly, I wouldn't assign him either. I, I wouldn't assign him. Oh, on his on his new contract. No. All right. So if you we'll if, you, if you don't have him right. Well, <laughs> we got money where in the you, bank. We're you, fucking last. You but. Got, where are you getting your points from? <laughs> Bradman best. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. Righto, let's move on. Balls deep. Barnsley, you've got a few uh, nominations this week. Yeah, I've got a couple. I'm going to throw out uh, Rashid Khan because I said it uh, earlier in the podcast, but I love what he's done for Afghanistan, international cricket, and his mate. He's box office. Few players are, but wherever he goes around the world, people want to watch him. And, uh, yeah, so I love him. He's a bit of a rock star, isn't he? Yeah, he is, mate. And he seems pretty down-to-earth and humble with it as well, which is nice. Yeah. What about no, you, boys? Mate, I'm going to go the uh, Josh Adokar. The Fox. Tries. Yeah, the yeah. Fox. Just hard to beat. Love him. I uh, loved when you guys had him up here. And, and I'd say, watching him up here for that week or so he was up here, he was outstanding in this community. Mate, he was engaging with the kids. He gave his time. He was brilliant here for the podcast. Just seemed like a great bloke. So I no, wish him all the best. It's a really good example, isn't it, Um the Fox, of having someone around a team environment that has the vibe that he has. Yeah. Like, you can see the footage coming out of the UK with Fox back in the mix. Like, he just brings so much positivity. And I was a bit worried about him going to the Dogs. I just thought, out of that sort of Melbourne storm system, how would he go? But he seems to... Obviously, he's not winning as many games, but he's still got form. He's still scoring tries. It seems like he's still got a fire in the belly, mate, which is good because you can get down and bitter when you go from a good team to a poor one and Mm. you just it hurts because you know the standards you've been at and now you've got to stoop down to try and find it with another team. And, look, they've signed some good players. If they can get a halfback, the dogs, you've got to think they'll be, you know, it'll take a couple more years, but you've got to think they'll be thereabouts, you know, in two years' time. How how do you think that Serraldo will go? do you reckon he's a he's all the, the the word is he's a good coach well you know what satsy i'd say it's probably very similar to how did we think adam o'brien would go because he's got the, because he's got the same raps yep you know next best um you know up and coming coach um done his apprenticeship you know i, I just keep coming back to what fitzy said like fitzy was under you know i don't know what he do 12 14 years as assistant coach he goes into the top job and he's obviously done a really good job at Cronulla this year, but he just said, holy dooly, this is a different kettle of fish yeah. to being an assistant coach. Yeah, and you also don't... So you don't know. But you don't it know also, how he's going to handle it. But it also doesn't mean they're not a bad coach. Like, he no, may 100%. fail there, but it doesn't mean he can't coach. Yep. It just means that the circumstances sometimes are just not right, whether you don't have the right players and it's not the right fit for your personality as well. 
And it might mean that, you know, some of those guys are better assistant coaches than they are as True, and there's nothing wrong with that. And that's where clubs have got to be smarter, that they try and think that you've got to throw, like, a million dollars at just the head coach. You've got to understand it's the coaching team now that Mm. makes a difference because the head coach, he does all your, you know, your managing the whole system and everything like that, but it's your assistants who do your on-field coaching. They're the ones upskilling it and they're the ones setting the standard sort of stuff for the lower grades. It's interesting because you go and watch the Wallabies and uh, we went up there with you guys last year, Barnsley, and watching Wisey as as the assistant coach with the Wallabies before a game, Dave Rennie's just basically walking around with his suit Doing on, interviews. Doing interviews. Yeah. Wisey is the one that's out there moving the blokes from drill to drill to drill. He's obviously running the water. He's, like, to your point, they are so critical. But you don't hear of Scott Wisemantle in no. the media. You wouldn't know he's there, you know. So, it's a good point. Um, good segue into balls up. Barnsley, you've got some uh, strong views on this one. I don't know. I struggle for like on the uh, Australian rugby commentary team. And I know we all sit here and chew the fat in our little you know, armchair critics sort of state here. And it's, I just, far out it irks me. Like, I hear the rugby league commentary on Fox Sports and I think how good it is. And I just, I hear us this morning shit canning our team and that sort of stuff. And it well, just look, doesn't I'll, go down I'll go, well. I'll go stronger than that. I think it's shit. I think it's not genuine. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, you know, uh, they're, they're trying to talk it up to be something that's not genuine. Yeah. And I think, you know, listening to Drew Mitchell this morning, I, I mean... Dead set, zip it up. Well, it's like Maloney too, and that they, it's it. I know they're trying to like Corobetti, and just like guys, we're Australian. Just say his name, Corobetti. Yeah. You don't have to put this stuff on because I know they're trying to make it do it for political correctness, but really, it sounds disingenuous. And I think also when we talk about the commentary, like, and we also talk about the state of where rugby is in Australia at the moment. Let's just have a look at it. All right. We keep going back to the same world because we don't have the depth of talent for all the reasons we know. Because talent has to do what you did in your mm. career, where they, you know, there's not many contracts in Australia that can compare with going and playing in Japan, Europe, France, wherever it is. So when we come back to picking a national side, we're seeing the same names. Like that's why names like Bernard Foley and these guys pop up. So when it comes back to commentary and they want to be negative on that, that's okay. But come up with some solutions. Yep. Final word, Satsi, uh, as our guest, uh, you can be uh, first cab off the rank. Yeah, look, I um, I suppose, you know, as a punter off the street that's just come in here today, uh, and you blokes aren't going to sit here and sort of you know, blow your own trumpet, but I just want to say how uh, thankful I am uh, for, for what you guys are doing and um, just how proud I am of, of what you guys have created for this community. I think, um, you know, it from... from your um, time that you've spent in creating this platform, um, bringing people together, um, the fundraising, the, 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 the facilitation of different uh, training aspects, the focus on men's mental health, I think it's amazing. And I just want to see, you know, you guys do more and more of this stuff because I think it's amazing. I think it's unreal. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank hey, you. Can you I just check your bank account? What, how much did we have to transfer for those? <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, Barnsley, final word. Uh, just a quick one. It's Remembrance Day this Friday. Mm. Big day for us as Australians. And um, here in Lennox Head, there is going to be a paddle out at 10.30 at the Boat Channel. So if you're around and you've got time and you've got a board, come and paddle out with our some of our Australian veteran surfers. I'm going to pull out some uh, inspirational one-liners from time to time. So I found one this morning. Uh, Pain that you go through is temporary, but the greatness on the other side is forever. Ooh. Who is that from? The Rock. Oof, the, rock. the Rock. One of the best. The, the wrestler? Yeah. 
<laughs> One of the greatest actors of all time too. Satsy, thanks heaps, mate. Unreal. Great job. Thanks, boys. Off the bench. Love it. Yeah, been a pleasure to have you in. And can you please keep Friday free? Because I don't think we'll see Woody. <laughs> I'll get the boots ready for Thursday. Friday. <laughs> thanks, thanks, boys. Thanks, boys.